Greetings, scholars of folklore and lovers of stories. You've traversed the Great Wall and repelled your way down into the depths of fireside folklore with Hades. This is the podcast where we embark on many adventures filled with imagination and mystery, love and betrayal. I am your indefatigable host, Hades, the guardian of secrets, the keeper of mysteries, and the lord of resurrecting folklore. Alongside me are my exceptional co-hosts, my inimitable wife Persephone, whose beauty rivals the blossoming splendor of the legendary Peach Blossom Spring, a hidden utopia of Chinese lore. And of course, my clever and eloquent nephew Hermes, who serves as the messenger of the gods, and most significant to me, the psychopomp. If that term makes you scratch your head in puzzlement, don't worry. There's no cause for alarm. This just means that he serves as our guide who shepherds us across the vast array of realms and helps to guide us through these tales. Tonight marks our 15th episode where we'll be visiting China to hear the tale of Lo Sun, the blind boy. So sit back, relax, and allow the crackling fire to soothe your weary bones and appreciate the mesmerizing dance of the flames as they create magnificent shadows. Friends, let the storytelling begin. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you've decided to join us tonight. In this tale, we will learn how kindness and generosity can overcome most obstacles. Definitely. I think I like this one better than that of Baucis and Philemon, the couple whose hospitality to my father Zeus and I led to their transformation into intertwined trees. What? How could any tale possibly be more inspiring than that of Baucis and Philemon? Well, Zeus... As much as I admire the grandeur of your thunderbolts, tonight's tale of low sun teaches us a different kind of power. It's not always about striking with lightning. Sometimes it's the quiet acts of kindness, like those of low sun that illuminate the path in the darkest of realms. After all, even in the underworld, it's the gentle glow of a kind soul that can guide the way, not just the dramatic flare of divine intervention. Ha! Spoken with the true wisdom of the underworld, brother, your words, as always, cut through darkness like the sharpest of blades. You have my admiration, Hades, and the blessing of the skies above. Now let us delve into this tale of Losun, and may it shine as brightly as the stars in my domain. Thank you, brother. Now let us begin, as we always do, with some fun facts about China. Hermes, my good man, what have you got for us tonight? Well, Uncle Hades, as the god of communication, I often talk about language. But I thought I'd try something different this time. So here are my three fun facts about China. 1. The Great Wall of China The Great Wall of China is more than just long. It's the longest man-made structure in the world, spanning over 21,000 kilometers. Surprisingly, the wall is not just a single continuous structure, but a series of walls and fortifications. Mostly built from earth and stone, it includes watchtowers for defense against invading armies. It's estimated that a walk along its main section would take a determined traveler about three to six months. 2. Terracotta Army Discovered in the 1970s by farmers near Xi'an, the underground Terracotta Army guards the tomb of China's first emperor, Qin Shi Huang. Consisting of over 8,000 soldiers, 130 chariots, and 670 horses, every figure is unique, with intricate details right down to their facial expressions and hairstyles. This silent army was meant to protect the emperor in the afterlife and it's believed that real weapons were used to arm the sculptures, reflecting the military's organization and hierarchy. 3. Giant Pandas The adorable giant pandas, known for their distinctive black and white fur, are native to the mountainous regions of central China. They are recognized as a symbol of conservation efforts globally. A full-grown panda is as tall as an average human child, 
between 1.2 and 1.5 meters, and weighs as much as an adult. Each panda has a specialized diet mainly consisting of bamboo. Despite their bulky appearance and bear-like shape, pandas are good climbers and can also swim. Thank you, Hermes. You know, the Terracotta Army makes my army of undead soldiers look like a group of kindergartners. I never knew that the first emperor of China had such an exquisite work of art buried with him. Now it's time for us to hear China's national anthem, March of the Volunteers. And I may butcher this, but in Chinese, that's Yi Yong Jun Jin Xing Chu. truly sounds like a march, a call to action and pride for one's country. Now before we dive into the tale of Lo Sun the Blind Boy, I wanted to pause and let you know why this tale was chosen. We were inspired to tell today's tale because it coincides with a very special day in our world. The birthday of Louis Braille, the Frenchman who invented the reading system for the blind. For many years, individuals who were blind or had other disabilities were often forced to beg for food and money in order to survive. It is thanks to advancements like the invention of Braille and the tireless efforts of individuals who championed the cause of accessibility and inclusivity that many barriers have been broken down. These advancements have paved the way for a world where those with disabilities can lead lives filled with learning, independence, and dignity. Now, rather than having to rely on the compassion and goodwill of others, blind people like our hero Lo Sun can hold careers in a wide array of fields including teaching, law, science, and music, thanks to the gift of literacy. Without further ado, let's bring this tale to life. Today, we'll be joined by Hephaestus who will be playing the role of Lo Sun, Poseidon playing the role of Lo Sun's father, Hestia playing the role of Lo Sun's mother, Artemis playing the role of the good fairy, and others in the cast assuming minor improvised roles. A long time ago in the heart of China, there lived a young boy named Lo Sun. Unfortunately, he had been injured and lost his vision. Back in those days, people who had disabilities of any kind were shunned and had little hope of a prosperous future. They often were forced to beg on the streets and rely upon the compassion of their community in order to survive. I want to make it clear that this was not just true in China. No, my friends. This was the sad state of affairs throughout the world. Now, after an injury rendered him completely blind, Losun's father did an unthinkable thing. Losun, you stand before me, a mere shadow of the sun I once hoped you would be. Your blindness, it's not just your affliction, it's a stain upon our family's name, a blot on our honor. How can I, a respected man in our village, hold my head high when my own son is reduced to nothing but a blind beggar? You were meant to be my pride, the bearer of our legacy, but now you're nothing but a burden, a reminder of how fate can cruelly mock our ambitions. Your presence here, in the home where you should have flourished, now serves only as a constant reminder of our misfortune. So I have decided 
You must leave. Go out into the streets, for that is where your fate lies now. Beg if you must, for you are of no use to me or our family in this state. Your misfortune is yours alone to bear. Do not expect any further aid or sympathy from me. Your sightless eyes may win you the pity of strangers, but they earn nothing but scorn from me. Go now, and spare me the dishonor of being seen with the son who turned my hopes to ashes. Remember, your plight is the result of your own weakness, not the cruelty of the gods. Be gone from my sight, and let me salvage what little dignity remains to me. Horrified by his father's complete lack of compassion, Lo Sun turned and began to walk away. Lo Sun, my boy, before you go, please take our dog Bao Bao with you. Perhaps she will be able to help you by guiding you to food and shelter. Though Lo Sun was sure that his dismissal from the home meant death, he didn't want to say this to his mother. So instead, he forced himself to smile and said, Yes, I suppose it would be good to have Bao Bao with me. Thank you, mother. I will take her with me and pray that the gods will grant me mercy. Uh, farewell. With that, Lo Sun and Bao Bao headed away from their family home and into the city. For days, Lo Sun had to beg on the streets, relying upon the kindness of others to survive. His dog was very smart and soon began to serve as his guide barking to let him know of dangers and using her nose to nudge him away from obstacles. Bao Bao has helped to keep me alive, but surely there is more to life than this. If only I could do some work, then life would be so much more bearable. I would have hope then. That night, Lo Sun had a dream. He was in a beautiful meadow, judging by the sound of birds chirping, the scent of spring flowers and the warmth of sunshine upon his skin. He felt a great wave of peace wash over him. From somewhere near him, he heard a voice. Lo, son, I have been moved by your perseverance and have decided to help you. For every act of good you do, you will regain a little bit of your eyesight. But beware, for every act of wickedness will result in you losing twice as much as you have gained. Remember this well and you will soon see once more. When Lo Sun awoke the next morning, he was convinced that this had all just been a mere dream. Yet he decided to make it a point to be kind to everyone because he did not want to treat others in his situation with cruelty. One day, a beggar missing a leg asked him to share his bread. Please, young man, would you share your bread with me? Though I am blind, I have a dog who guides me, and she ensures I can find food readily, whereas you have difficulty walking to fetch food. Very well, I shall share my bread with you. No sooner had he done this than Lo Sun found that the curtain of darkness that had covered his eyes was punctuated by a minuscule speck of light. It will take ages to regain my sight in this way, yet if I continue to be kind, I will be able to see again. And so he shared his food with the other beggar. The next day, Bao Bao stole a hen which Lo Sun killed, then sold at the market for a pretty sum. However, the moment he pocketed the coins, what little vision he had gained was gone again as he had profited off of what was not his to sell. Ah, uh, it seems that the good fairy in my dream spoke true, and I lost twice what I gained by acting without integrity. From then on, Lo Sun did as much good as he could by sharing his food and treating others with kindness. Still, in spite of his good deeds, he only was able to regain a little bit of vision, only enough to see shadows. One day, as he was walking by a river, he heard someone screaming for help. Help, help, I've been caught up by the current. What a shame, that poor man. But he's much too far for anyone to get him. Yes, such a sad situation. What's going on? Please tell me what's happening. Why is nobody trying to save the man? He's being swept up by the river. 
Unwilling to accept defeat, Lo Sun said, We must try. We cannot just give up now. Bao Bao, go out there and help that man. Go, girl, go. The dog valiantly jumped into the water and swam out to him. The man was able to grab onto the dog's collar. She swam back towards the shore, but just as the man slid to the riverbank safely, the dog was swept out into the current again. Exhausted and unable to fight it, she was swept underwater. Oh, my poor dog, I have saved a man, yet now I am left without the one thing I need, eyes. Lo son, you have made the ultimate sacrifice. By giving your all to save this man, you have done the greatest good that anyone can, and for that your eyesight is restored. Lo Sun was amazed, for no sooner had the fairy spoken those words than he found he could see again. And who had he saved at the cost of Bao Bao? Lo Sun, my dear son, in my blindness of heart, I failed to see the true strength and beauty within you. I cast you out, shrouded in my own shame and ignorance, not realizing the depth of your character. Today you have opened my eyes, not just to your bravery and selflessness, but to the true essence of love and sacrifice. You saved me, not just from the raging waters, but from the turbulent sea of my own misguided judgments. In your darkest hour you shone the brightest, teaching me that true sight lies not in the eyes, but in the heart. Forgive me, my son, for it is I who was truly blind, and you who have shown me the way to see again. Father. Your acknowledgement is the light in my darkness, a beacon of hope I never expected to see. Your words, heavy with truth and regret, have healed a wound deeper than my blindness ever was. In your embrace, I find not just the father I lost, but a new bond forged in understanding and forgiveness. And so, under the watchful eyes of gods and mortals alike, Lo Sun and his father stood reunited their hearts mended by the unbreakable threads of compassion and forgiveness. The tale of Lo Sun, the boy who saw with his heart, became a legend whispered in every corner of the world. A reminder that true sight is not bound by the eyes, but is a gift of the soul. Wow, that was incredible. Thank you for such a wonderful tale. You're welcome, my dear. Now what delicious Chinese treat have you got for us tonight? Tonight, my love, we'll be making sesame chicken. Now, imagine a plate of tender, juicy chicken with a sweet and tangy sauce, topped with little sesame seeds that pop with every bite. Mmm, doesn't that sound delicious? Sesame chicken is a dish that many believe was born from the creative kitchens of Chinese-American restaurants. It's the perfect blend of East meets West, where the traditional Chinese flavors are given a sweet twist to suit the American palate. It's a favorite in many Asian restaurants, and has tickled the taste buds of food lovers around the globe. But did you know that sesame seeds, which play a starring role in our dish, are not just tasty, but have been cherished for thousands of years? Yes, that's right. These tiny seeds were valued by ancient civilizations, and are even mentioned in myths and legends. They are thought to bring good luck, and are a symbol of immortality in some cultures. How fascinating is that? As we dive into making this delightful dish, we'll measure, mix, and maybe even make a little mess. But that's all part of the fun. So, grab your aprons, and let's get ready to sprinkle some sesame magic on our chicken. Remember, some steps are just for the grown-ups, so make sure to have one nearby to help with the heat and the cutting. Let's create some delicious memories together. Here is what you will need. For the chicken. 500 grams, about one pound. Boneless, skinless chicken thighs or breasts, cut into bite-sized pieces. 
60 milliliters, one quarter cup, all-purpose flour. 60 milliliters, one quarter cup, cornstarch. One half teaspoon salt. One quarter teaspoon black pepper. Two large eggs. Oil for frying. Enough to fill your pan about one half inch or one and one quarter centimeters deep. For the sauce. 60 milliliters, one quarter cup. Soy sauce. 125 milliliters, one half cup, water. One tablespoon sesame oil. 90 grams, one half cup, brown sugar. One tablespoon of cornstarch mixed with two tablespoons of water to thicken the sauce. Two cloves of garlic, minced. This is a job for your grown-up assistant. One teaspoon fresh ginger, grated. Another task for the grown-ups. A pinch of red pepper flakes, optional for a little kick. For serving, toasted sesame seeds for sprinkling on top. Chopped green onions, scallions for garnish. Cooked rice or noodles to serve it with. Now that we have our list, make sure you have everything on your countertop, ready to go. Remember, safety first. Always have a grown-up around when you're handling raw chicken, and when it's time to use the stove, prep the chicken. In a large bowl, whisk together the flour, cornstarch, salt, and black pepper. Crack the eggs into another bowl and beat them until they're all mixed up like a mini egg storm. Dip the chicken pieces into the egg, then coat them with the flour mixture. It's like giving each piece a little egg and flour blanket. Now, we need an adult to help with the frying. Heat the oil in a large pan over medium heat until it sizzles like a little splash of a summer pool. Fry the chicken. Have a grown-up gently place the chicken pieces into the hot oil. Cook them until they're golden brown and crispy, which should take about three to four minutes on each side. Once they're done, let the grown-up transfer them to a plate lined with paper towels to drain any extra oil. Remember, hot oil is like a dragon's breath, so stand back and let the grown-ups handle this part. Make the sauce. In a bowl, mix together the soy sauce, water, sesame oil, and brown sugar. Stir it until the sugar starts to dissolve. In a separate small bowl, whisk the one tablespoon of cornstarch with two tablespoons of water. This is your thickening charm for the sauce. It's time for an adult to take over again. In a saucepan, add the sauce mixture along with the minced garlic and grated ginger. If you've chosen to add the red pepper flakes for a little fiery kick, Toss them in now. Bring the sauce to a gentle simmer over medium heat and slowly whisk in the cornstarch mixture. Keep stirring until the sauce thickens up, like a potion brewing to perfection. Combine chicken and sauce. Once the sauce is thick and bubbly, add the crispy chicken pieces into the saucepan. An adult should give everything a good stir, coating the chicken in the sauce until each piece is shiny and full of flavor. Sprinkle the toasted sesame seeds over the chicken like a sprinkle of magic dust. Garnish with chopped green onions, adding a fresh pop of color. Serve your sesame chicken over cooked rice or noodles, whichever you prefer. If you'd like to ask me any questions or send me photos of your masterpiece, please email me at persephone at firesidefolklorewithhades.com. Enjoy! Wonderful. Now I know my brother Zeus is just dying to tell us who is sponsoring the podcast, so let me just step aside and let him do that. What? You're actually allowing me to do this? My goodness, you must be tired, brother. So long as it's not some sham which unlawfully bears my name. Well, you don't have to worry about that, brother. You see, tonight, our podcast is sponsored by Medusa's Mirthful Minions, brought to you by Gorgon's Guardians Company. Have you ever gazed upon your peaceful abode and thought, this place could use a touch of divine comedy? Well, fear not, for I bring you guardians who are as entertaining as they are protective. 
Picture this, a gargoyle so lively it would make Hermes pause in his swift tracks. With Medusa's minions, gone are the days of dull, stoic stone figures. These chatty chaps will regale you with tales, jokes, and perhaps the occasional ancient gossip. Worried about intruders? These guardians have a stare so intense it could almost turn trespassers to stone. If they weren't too busy laughing, that is. Watch as they dramatically overreact to the rustling of leaves or the scampering of a squirrel, providing endless amusement while keeping watch over your realm. And let's not forget their knack for mischief. With tricks so clever, even I couldn't predict them. They'll keep unwelcome guests at bay with a light-hearted touch. Now I know what you're thinking, but Zeus, I have never seen a gargoyle crack a joke. Ah, my dear mortals, that's where the magic of Olympus comes in. Medusa's mirthful minions are crafted with the finest of divine humour, ensuring that every frown turns upside down. So why settle for a mundane guardian when you can have one that entertains, protects, and brings a smile to even the sternest of faces? Order your very own Medusa's mirthful minion today, and turn your home into a haven of hilarity and safety. Remember, a laugh a day keeps the trespassers away. Anything is better than Hades's haunt repellent. Ugh. All right, now do you have a lightning round for us? Coming right up. All right, listeners, this is how it works. I will ask three questions about tonight's episode. The first one to get the correct answers into me will win a $15 Amazon gift card. If you choose to participate, please email me at Zeus at FiresideFolklorewithHades.com with your answers. Please put Lightning Round with Zeus, episode 15, in the subject line and include your first name or pseudonym and where you're listening from in your response so we can acknowledge you on a future episode. Are you ready? Let's go. 1. How many kilometres does the Great Wall of China span? 2. What was the name of Losun's dog? 3. Sesame seeds are thought to bring good luck and are a symbol of what in some cultures? Well, that's the end of our show for tonight, folks. Before we go, I have some news to share. It seems my loyal ferryman, Karen, has developed quite a crush on Nyx. Yes, the very embodiment of Knight herself. In his quest to look his best, he's off to pamper himself at the Elysian Spa. Between us, I think he's trying every mud mask in the underworld. So in his absence, I'll be taking on the role of ferrying souls across the sticks. He's been rather vague about his return. Something about waiting for his cucumbers to align with the stars. In the meantime, I'll be sharing clips of my new adventures as a temporary ferryman. Expect to hear tales of navigating the sticks, dealing with souls who can't remember their names, and trying not to get lost. I usually leave the directions to Hermes, after all. And who knows, maybe I'll pick up some beauty tips from Karen upon his return. Until then, keep your coins ready for the ferry. And no, we don't accept credit cards yet. Tune in for these special snippets and wish me luck. I have a feeling I'm going to need it. Farewell for now, and remember, even the Lord of the Underworld needs a change of scenery now and then. Good night, every... Wait, just a moment. Hades, are you saying you're stepping away from the podcast? That's astonishing. I never thought you'd take a break from your beloved show. Now hold the celestial horses, Uncle Hades, taking a hiatus for ferrying duties. That's quite the plot twist. I guess running the Underworld's podcast isn't as critical as escorting souls. Talk about being a workaholic, but in the most ironic way. Stay curious, everyone, because it seems like even gods have their surprises.